Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is the leg of Jim Price. This is the Red Pill Project. Oh, no, no, man. This is Juan Daily Dose. Here. This is where we bring you the <laughs> unfolding global conspiracy, the narrative that is being controlled by the mainstream media. We break it down and show you what's really happening in the world. And uh, looks like we got a little bit of uh, the Juan Savin style presentation tonight <laughs> by Jim Price. Got just the boots out. What's up, Jim? How we doing? I, I don't know why this is hilarious, but hey, you know I'm gonna eat my cheese and uh, talk conspiracies with my boots on. Anyway, all right, that's, hey, I, that's all I could do for you. I, I can't do that all night. So no, <laughs> let me give you a big good. old bite of that. How about that right there? Huh? Is that all right? Yeah, a little bit over to the uh, to the right. A little bit more over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. That's actually perfect. I know. Perfect. Anyway, all right. There For those that don't know, Jim Jim Price is uh, of the JimPriceShow.com. He has now got a primetime slot there over on Brighton as well as a uh, co-host on the Dark Delight Show on WYSL with myself. And uh, I that said, guy. yeah, that guy. I said, who better to talk about what's happening right now in the world, at least oh. in the United States, than Jim Price tonight? Because we we got into this discussion earlier on the Dark Delight show, and then that show ended really fast because, well, there's just so much to talk about. So I'm like, hey, you, yeah. you want to come on? Let's let's continue this conversation. Sure. There, there's some interesting things happening. I mean, we have two sides of this war, Jim. I call it the oh. silent war. We have two sides of this war. We have uh, the people out there who are trying to do good, who are organizing, who are trying to take back our local community, who are trying to take back our local political systems, trying to take back our states. Then on the other side of the house, we have these globalists, which are continuing to progress their agenda. They don't care either way what happens. Um, I don't even think they care what happens in the sense of the uh the, the global geopolitical situation they just want chaos and turmoil um right. break down arizona for me because i think that this is really important what happened in arizona in maricopa county this last weekend right before the weekend and then yeah. i want to get into some responses that we saw about this today go ahead so if you if you really break it down this whole thing really started with an iowa situation where we found mm-hmm. that Iowa started going uh, going blue. And for some reason, we have the super you know conservative Iowa farmers and all this. And we, we thought, well, we lost them back in the 2000, you know, 2000, 2010. Somehow they were flipped. Well, in 2014, they have whatever system that they had created there, they duplicated it going into Arizona. But the sad part of it is, is what it really was. It was all about money laundering through the drug cartel and allowing that southern border to be completely open. If you wonder why it was so important to Trump to make sure that that border was closed, it had all it had everything to do with the money supply going back across the border through fentanyl, heroin, mm-hmm. methamphetamines, and 
others. So here's the problem with this whole thing. So this, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of backstory because to get just to the story here, you, you almost got to have this, you know, long delayed introduction of where these things all came from. So yeah, the Southern border is human trafficking, drug trafficking, all those things all wrapped up in one. And so the, you know, when you have all this cash, we know, okay, so you think about, you know, the last, uh, the last, you know, quote unquote Mexican cartel leader that they all took down. Well, he had problems with, he was just burying cash everywhere. They're saying that he would take trucks and just literally bury the entire truck with money in the ground. because He had nowhere else to keep it. So how else do you get? These do you know where those trucks be? are buried, by the way? I'm just curious. <laughs> Not in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> if I did, you wouldn't be talking to me. Right. <laughs> for two reasons. Either I would be dead for touching it or that I found it and I'm gone. Um, no. But so those so that, you know, that was all part of that Escobar, you know, fortunes that he was literally he just had cash laying around. But what happened was they found a way to go ahead and money launder back through property. And property is one of those complicated conversations that you have where you have recordings at the county, you've got a mortgage, you've got two different buyers, you've got all this paperwork, title work. Sometimes there's a lawyer involved. They went so far as to create phantom lawyers that don't even exist. And they went ahead and got them a bar license so that they would be the legal counsel represented on these different contracts for buying real estate in and out. But there was never a buyer. There was never a purchaser and the property never changed hands. The people that were their people's property was being changed or recorded on the county record as having been bought and sold within like six months. And even though it was still their house the entire time, there was these fake documents showing that this house was purchased and then the money was moved around, blah, blah, blah. So this property, you know, allowed this money to suddenly become legitimate and no different than how it was affected by me. When I ran for office in 2016, the marshals told me that, hey, they're using uh, car washes across the country. They're buying up and building car washes. Well, car washes are all cash. I mean, right. the majority of those self-service ones, there's a quarter machine, right? And you go, you put your 20 in, you get 10,000 quarters out or whatever, whatever it is. It seems like too many at the time, but never enough when you want to wash your truck. But anyway, so there's a lot of cash, right? So here I've got this really successful car wash. I'm dumping $100,000 into the bank account, and it's acceptable to put that money in there in cash. But also I buy and sell and buy and sell the exact same property to the exact same Nana's estate and using this to money launder through the, through the you know, Capitol building. And that's where Katie Hobbs has got herself. There's a hundred – they were talking about on Friday's – uh, testimony there's a hundred thousand pieces of fraudulent documents they have that are all just public public record they're not even anything they're these they didn't have they don't have subpoena power this was a private group that went out with no subpoena power whatsoever collected this public data and put together the entire purchasing process of the Sinaloa cartel coming in and then the 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 because of politics or the politicians and the police departments and the DAs and the judges all had to be in on it. Well, they were getting elected, not and they. Well, I'm sorry, elected. Excuse me. They were getting selected, not mm -hmm. elected, and they were using the court systems to then go out and falsify criminal records. They were going out and falsifying child support payments and all this other stuff and and child support um, um, uh, uh, resolutions with the within the court that says you owe this much money and yet it's not even your kid. So they were going and falsifying all this. There was a portal in the backside of of the police department and the court's records that they could go in and, and modify any record they wanted to. And this is all stuff that they were able to find without subpoena power. This is not text messages, emails, uh, phone documents, phone court records of any kind, no recordings. 
This was all just public record. And this is how amazing this thing is. This is how it's so incestuous is that this was just in the public record. This is not like they had to go and, like I said, they had to do super sleuth and break open the computer that, you know, Hillary Clinton smashed into a million pieces. They didn't have to put it back together. This is just literally public record where they were falsifying notary records, notary signatures. And Katie's Hob, Katie Hobbs has, there. I guess there's thousands of documents where she her signature is on there. And I'm sure she'll say, well, it wasn't me. You know, of course, it was never her. It was someone else faking it. But there was so many of these things where the, her name is written on these things back in 2020 mm-hmm. when she was doing things to get elected to the secretary of state, which then she would control the election going into this, uh, this uh, 2022. So all this stuff where Trump lost, these cartels touch because they wanted Trump out so bad they were willing to overpay in 2020 and all this through, through the, all the money laundering through these different property exchanges is where this whole thing just absolutely falls apart. And it's absolutely a mess. Um, it's all real. And 45 minutes, just take 45 minutes of your life, listen to what this woman says and understand this is so factual. It's terrifying that this was actually something that was already going on in 2014 in Iowa, Des Moines City and Iowa City. And in the capital there, and it came right down. They plucked it right into Arizona in 2014, and they just took off and ran with it as if it was had been going for decades. Okay, I'm going to play a clip here from Carrie Lake explaining, um, going into this a little bit and her thoughts on it. Let's play this real quick. I want to make sure that we the, don't want okay, the audio does work on this. So let's go ahead and play this. Well, I think the the new information that came out earlier this week, where they they're taking the case on the merits. This isn't just a you know. They didn't have to take the case. They could have said, you know, we're actually not going to take the case. And they said, actually, we looked at it. We're taking the case. And so Tuesday, the defense has to file their brief. And then we have until the 24th to file our rebuttal, I guess you could say. And then the three panel uh, judge uh, panel will take a look at it and make a decision. We are still going to push to get this into the Arizona Supreme Court. It's going to end up there. Ultimately, we'd like to see it go there sooner rather than later. We don't want to have this cartel operative, this cartel owned um, you know, goon, Katie Hobbs, you know, sitting in the right governor's now. office. Our state government is controlled by the cartels right now. The Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, is a cartel attorney. And the cartels completely control Arizona. And that's not what the people voted for. We know they stole the election. We know they had intentionally sabotaged Election Day. And we, we've proved that in court, and we will continue to prove it. And we have more evidence coming forth. But we're not going to sit by and watch our state turn into what you're seeing in, in places like Mexico and, and Colombia. We're seeing the crime skyrocket. We're seeing people flow across our border, destabilization of Arizona and the whole country, drugs pouring in. And the CCP is connected. You've educated people on that. You talked about what they're doing in, uh, in research labs. How about the CCP infiltrating our university systems right there in Arizona? ASU, the Confucius Institute. They take over our research and they find a great little funnel to bring uh, CCP spies into Arizona. This has to stop. And what we're seeing right now, Steve, which is really scary, is Arizona is completely grassroots Republican. The grassroots rose up. We showed up and voted in droves. They had to sabotage Election Day to try to stop us. And now we're watching these uniparty rhinos, the establishment rhinos, going into all these LD meetings where the precinct committee members are meeting, and they're trying to switch them over as well and turn them into a bunch of rhino-led LDs. And that's not what it is in Arizona. 
And so a lot broken down there by Katie Hobbs. I know you couldn't hear that, Jim. Basically, she's talked about her case going to the Supreme Court. Then she talked about how the the new attorney general is a um, Sinaloa cartel attorney, um, how Katie Hobbs has been on the payroll. She goes into talking about how the cartels helped to basically steal this election. They, um, excuse me, how they're directly connected to the CCP, how the CCP is infiltrated our education systems, especially ASU, the Confucius Institute. This is stuff that I've talked about for a long time. This is what I was trying. Uh, uh, this is what I originally said was in the content of Hillary Clinton's emails. The ones that we haven't seen was the special access programs of what, which universities hosted which high tech research project and which professors got those grants. And that's what Hillary Clinton was sending to China. That's how they knew which universities to go to specifically. As per the Sinaloa cartel, cartel, um, there's been a midst of a civil war within the Sinaloa cartel the last few months. When El Chapo's son was arrested, uh, you had an, just outside of Mazalan at the airport, you had the Sinaloa cartel basically shooting at any commercial airliner coming in, uh, demanding the uh, the release of uh, El Chapo's son. You had other parts of the cartel basically uh, infiltrating. And taking over. Now, the other part, I think it's the the new sons of uh, Yashienda or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering their name, and hopefully they don't butcher me. But <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, their their objective is is that the Sinaloa cartel was ran very much like a business. Is that in, in Mexico, they would go in, they would go into the towns, they would support small business, they would support the people because they didn't want blind eyes turning on them and turning them in. And, and they supported the community. They were really good at that. They only took out people who were competitors or took out people who were dangerous to them. Um, and what happened is is the, the United States intelligence agencies let them over the border in the United States of America. And they and if you remember, you remember when we had very, very high murder rates throughout the United States of America from like 2010 to 2018? A lot of this was what we are considered gang on gang violence. This is when MS-13 grew massively. MS-13 was one of the, the armies that they utilized to basically infiltrate the United States of America. But what they would do is they would go out there and begin eliminating the Bloods, the Crips, and all other types of gangs that were in control of the drug trade in the United States of America. And this is why we had massive murder rates in the United States. Not only that is why nobody cared to report it because it was gang on gang violence. This allowed the Sinaloa cartel to basically make massive amounts of money throughout the United States, infiltrate the local governments, pay off the politicians, the attorneys, the district attorneys, the judges, all these things. And this goes all the way up in the New York state, up in the Northeast. This is everywhere in the United States. This is how intricate this is right now. The fentanyl trade coming over the border is directly controlled by these people specifically. Um, so what happened, though, is when the Civil War started with the Sinaloa cartel, um, the, the new cartel that was forming internal to it, they no longer cared about business. They cared about power. So instead of going into these Mexico cities and you know being friends with the small businesses, they go in there and burn, burn it down and destroy everybody, and they kill everybody. And these are the ones that are now coming over the border in Arizona, in Texas. These are the ones running the human trafficking operations. These are the ones that are now moving into our cities in the United States of America. And I believe that this is part of an intricate, um, well-structured, 
um, infiltration of the United States of America that produced societal and cultural breakdown. Now, I actually had the uh, pleasure of, uh, of interviewing a, uh, a cartel insider who is now in the United States. He, is, he will not go by his real name. We, we call him Cypher. And uh, I've talked to this gentleman twice uh, on American Media Periscope. Now, for anybody out there, if you have not checked out the conversations between Cypher and I on American Media Periscope, I'm going to have him on the Daily Dose. i got to get him scheduled. But there's a, a level of anonymity that he needs. Uh, because this man, is, this man was one of the top people in um, South America that was basically a spy infiltrating the cartels. And he's now in the United States of America. And he ties it all together. Everything from the money, how it works, um, how this spans over to Europe, into China, how this comes into the United States, how the cartel systems work, how they exchange money, um, how, the, how the Sinaloa cartel is um, a ruthless organization. He talks about how they went in there and, and took out all of the American gangs. That's how I know a lot about this. So... Yeah, Jim, you're not sharing, man. You need to share not that. Sharing. <laughs> so when we start looking at all this, this is <laughs> this is where it gets interesting because now we're seeing in a state when Kerry Lake said, "I'm going to go and build a wall in Arizona. I'm going to finish the wall," and the Arizona people rose up with her to support her went out there and voted, this election was directly stolen from Carrie Lake from what we can see. And Katie Hobbs now, we're seeing, has direct connections to cartel-influenced money. Now, if you haven't checked out the the interview, it's, it's right here. This is about 23 minutes long. I cannot play all this. This is uh, Democrat Arizona Katie Hobbs, who was the Secretary of State presiding over the gubernatural election against Republican Kerry Lake, has a long demonstrable history of corruption that includes using Mexican cartel money to steal multiple state elections. The witness's name is Jacqueline Breger. She's an insurance agent in Arizona, presented a compelling testimony and evidence to the Arizona Joint Elections Committee on February 23rd, 2023, regarding massive corruption and collusion between appointed government officials and the Sinaloa cartels. The money laundering and racketeering scheme allegedly uses fraudulent mortgages, real estate transactions, and insurance claims in Maricopa County to hide money made through drug trafficking and bribery of elected officials and the rig elections. Not only human tra- drug trafficking, but human trafficking is involved in this. You remember the CPS systems in Arizona are widely corrupt, massively corrupt. And so um, Harris Thaler Law Corporation has been investigating multi-state racketeering and corruption. In 2018, Mr. Thaler discovered in an independent manner a series of trust deeds evidencing that cash laundered through single-family residences in Arizona was pervasive and ongoing. Financial documents show that Governor Katie Hobbs and her husband have been found to be laundering Sinaloa cartel money through fake deeds and mortgages since 1997. And as recently as September 2022, here's a full list of the elected and appointed officials with falsified deeds. And we pull this up here, and I know that's hard to see. Um, but, yep, they're all on there. Katie Hobbs on down. Wimmer, Thompson, Guile, Smith. Okay, so we have that. The DEA estimated that drug trafficking organization that has allied with the Sinaloa cartel are responsible for approximately 90% of all drug crossings at the border. Border Patrol agents are po- uh, preparing for a possible increase in migrant activity. And it goes on. So 
More than 10,000 falsified documents have been recorded with Maricopa County Recorder's Office. It estimates that more than 35,000 warranty deeds and trust deed evidence fraudulent transactions in the database. The number exceeds over 15,000. Uh, the Sinaloa cartel has similarly penetrated the University of Arizona system, and they can make someone appear to have taken a course they didn't take and can award academic cred- credentials to non-existent phantom people in order to flesh out their fake identities. So... This is, uh, by the way, this is uh, Dom Lucre. Uh, if you do not know him on Twitter, definitely go follow him. He is fantastic in uh, breaking this stuff down. But this is what got me. We have Senator Wendy Rogers coming out with a response to this. I, I'm going to read this response, Jim, and I want you to listen to this. Statement on presentation given by House Representative Liz Harris during last week's election meeting. As chairman of the Senate Committee on Elections, I want to address a concerning issue that came up on February 23rd, Senate Elections of House Municipal Oversight and Elections Joint Meeting. Several weeks ago, Representative Liz Harris requested the host an elections presentation before the House and Senate. Both chambers agreed, and the presentation took place during the above-mentioned meeting in the Senate. As part of the presentation, a speaker invited the Representative Harris alleged that several public officials had violated criminal law. Any claims as serious as those presented to us should have been immediately turned into Arizona law enforcement officials and not brought before the legislator. This was not appropriate venue to discuss what could potentially be criminal activity. To our knowledge, none of the people named had charges filed, had prosecutions pending, nor had any convictions made made against them. If any of the allegations presented are in fact true and there's evidence to support these claims, the legislator most certainly is not the proper authority to pursue charges. We are here to pass laws. The executive is charged with enforcing the laws we pass. So this is the response by Wendy Rogers. Now, this took me by shock because, firstly, they did present evidence to the legislator, but... The person who disclosed this information showed that law enforcement, judges, district attorneys are directly involved in this criminality. So for this person, the best option is to bring it to a public forum and get it in the public record prior to releasing this to law enforcement. Because then it brings back a trail that... Hey, look, where, where's this case? And the people are outraged. Now the people all know. It's obviously national news right now. And so the response by Wendy Rogers on this is very concerning, Jim. What are your thoughts? And we both know. Well, to me, well, yeah. And and, she, and the thing is, is that there, there are times where she will run her mouth like, like she should. And then there's other times she'll come out with some legalese statement. So I think this may be a little bit of a she knows more than she's telling. And I think she's trying to, quote unquote, you know, split the hairs here of, you know, legalese. I think someone told her you can release a statement, but keep it, you know, don't go outside these lines. Because I bet she, I bet she, she, I bet she's already been debriefed about what's going to happen. Does that make sense? I, I really do believe, I don't know, am I echoing too much? Let me, I'll put my hand back over here. Um, you got an earache, Jim? I, huh? You got an earache? Uh... Yeah. Uh, my head hurt. My tooth hurts. Well, I just I just don't want it to echo too much. I don't know if it was echoing or not. Um, but the idea is that when you think about what she's doing, I guarantee you she's been read in. And I guarantee you, Josh, I, and I say guarantee, That's a, I shouldn't say that. I do strongly believe that there's a reason why last Monday it was not snowing 
in Ukraine, according to Joe Biden's photo op with his buddy, the guy that goes to the Old Navy to get his sweatshirts. Um, I, but at the same time in Ohio, uh, but, it, but you go on the Internet, and it says it was snowing both days. Monday and Tuesday, it was 32 degrees, even though the, the shots were all sunny. But then there's Trump in Ohio with snipers in the buildings. Uh, you can see Secret Service. I, uh, Josh, we all talk about this. We all say, oh, oh, there's a shadow government. There's all this other going on. But right now, when you hear what has happened in Arizona and what you have seen just in Ohio and Ukraine and the fact that you can look at Ukraine's weather on Monday and Tuesday last week, it snowed both days, and you can look at the satellite images, it was completely socked in. Right now, I think we're at the closest we've ever seen to where there is a transition of something here happening. And yeah, I, I have been so cynical about a lot of different things, a lot of different you know, qu- you know, quotes and timelines and everything like that. But right now, hearing the Arizona ev- evidence, hearing the overplay of these people going into these governments saying that, you know, and, and even Justin Trudeau doing his Ukrainian flag draped speech, there's something going on here that's really amazing. This is an opportunity, but I think uh, for Carrie, for, for, uh, but Wendy to actually have written a legalese. If you read that, it's very legalese. Mm-hmm. It's not her it's usual banter. Yeah, like, it's cover your yeah. ass. So there's something she, I think there's something she knows. That's all I want to say because I think she's, 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 she's that brass person. Like she wants to get in there. She wants to ruffle the feathers. But I wonder if she doesn't really know, know <clears throat> excuse me, know what happened already. Well, do you, yeah. you want to know my thoughts on it? Firstly, mm-hmm. Fincham knew about this a year ago. Wendy oh. Rogers has known about this. They all knew about this. You go to that list, Wendy Rogers' his friends are on that list. Right? <laughs> so this is most likely, hey, I'm steering away from this. I don't want anything right. to touch. I don't want to touch this. Well, I want anything to do with it. She had to act like she didn't know all along, and then all of a sudden now she's in the, it, she's yeah. in the super no, right? So she's trying to like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm over here, and those people are – those are the bad guys you want. That's the, that's the guy on the grassy knoll, right? That's your that's who you want. That's Oswald over there. I mean, if you think about it in that way. Yeah, it, it's um, – I'm going to do something real quick. Hold on, guys. I'm going to adjust Jim. You're fine. Jim. Oh, because I moved in the frame? Yeah, you're fine. I got you. We're done. Already done, Looks man. Like I, I am that freaking slick with it. <laughs> Man, you slide a mouse like no other. All puns intended. Well, so, so this this is also my thoughts, Jim. Yeah. New Mexico, California, Texas. I want people to go out there and start looking for the same crimes. Texas, New Mexico, and California. No. Go to your backyard. Josh, I guarantee you, you go down to your little, your little white, you know, Elon Momar is your queen and queen mm-hmm. Latifah there. You know, that's how she got in there. And that, I bet you, if that goes back to probably the Muslim Brotherhood and their money infiltrating from the Middle East, coming back and forth to fund the crimes over there as well as here. So the problem is, is this is, remember, remember, everybody said that we're, they're full of shit, Josh. Mm-hmm. They said all oh, this wasn't as big as we thought it was, and oh, you're, you know, Josh, you're a, you're a quackadoodle, and Jim, you've gone too far. It's it, it it can't be real, right? But here's the problem, Josh. It's way more real than me and you ever wanted it to be. Ooh, and these people over telling us, 
they were telling us, oh, you're on a bridge too far. You, you're crazy. I'm just saying, man, uh, the guy with the long hair, it's not the crazy guy. Um, just saying, it's you. You know what I'm saying, Josh? Right? I, I do you know what you're saying. I mean, l- listen, we like, we have to have skepticism. Uh, we have to have right. skepticism. Discernment, discernment. We well, have to have discernment. Skepticism and discernment. Right? I, I think that there are two yeah. healthy characteristics, especially that have during all of this. Now, number one, if you're in Arizona, if you're, you're any of these people researching this stuff, you better be well funded because you are going to have security concerns. Okay. I mean, I, I, it's very hard to look into these types of topics because you become a target, um, especially when you're dealing with human trafficking because of how that goes up the ladder. Now, when you start dealing with cartels, they, they will send someone who has two weeks to live and is a born killer to take you out, not caring that it's connected to them. And so right. you have to be very careful with this. But is if we start moving as an organization and uncovering this information – we can start to find, uh, you, you know what, uh, you know, this was interesting, okay? We're talking about corruption within the political left. It's both both left and right, but in the political left. Yeah. Have you noticed the amount of trans women running for office in state houses as well as school boards? Now, these are prior men, Right? Well, what's the one thing about them specifically when they run for office? They all change their names. So you don't have the connectivity to their real name. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not Google searching Sean Smith. Nope. You're, you're Googling Shauna Smith. <laughs> That's right. So I actually, I, I went out there and I started doing some research on a few uh, school board members out here in Minnesota, in, in the, towards Minneapolis, uh, a few okay. trans ones. When you, are you targeting, are you targeting? Well, Jim, you know what? Are you targeting? I'm about to, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names right now because I have to go back and pull this information out. But one of them specifically, okay. Uh-huh is a trans woman, black, okay, and uh, incredibly liberal and progressive. They had just recently, two years ago, just recently, (laughs) settled a real estate deal in California for $5.1 million. I'm dead serious. Come on, man. I'm dead serious. And I was, this confused me because I didn't understand... Well, was it his gender or his name that confused you? Well, no. Oh, so I, in order to find that, I had so I had to do a, a background check on this person. Okay. Right. I found their real name, then used the real name from public record searches and pulled this information up to where they had done actually a, it was about two different transactions in the last 10 years in California for real estate. Now, here's the problem. What if the they never lived in is- California. Right. But what if the woman thing is part of what they have to do to get the money? I don't know. They have to go trans, and that's their way of public humiliation, showing that they're giving their penance, and this was the way they did it. Some gave kids, some gave up other things, and some gave up their identity. So I, I look at the, the whole trans women in school oh, boards 
as really pedophiles that are associating with what they feel. And now they can begin to uh, groom and implement their own agenda within the school. CRT. System. Yeah. And that, you know, the masturbation in first grade. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, guy, but what if, it, what if it's all ritual? What if that's all ritual? This whole, I mean, Kevin Spacey and, and Bill Gates and all this other crap. I mean, I mean, what do you do there? Well, how else does that? Okay, here's the problem, Josh. All this really weird crap that we had kind of a hard time thinking that was real. The stuff that we kind of like, you know, man, come on, you know, that was a little too far. That's a bridge too. Like, come on, Kevin Spacey, come on, man. But now you're going. It's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I, I heard a funny joke about this this weekend. It was okay. I actually posted on my social media. Is a hundred men and ten women get sent to a remote island. A hundred years later, they are checked on and you have a a thriving community. Men, women, children, boys, girls. Then in the same experiment, a hundred men and ten trans women were sent to an island. In a hundred years, they checked on them and they had 110 dead skeletons of men. And it goes to ring the truth. At the right. end of the day, when you look biologically, if we could only exhume your bones, what are you at the end of the fucking day? Right. You're a man. You got a bigger pelvis than, you know, or you got bigger, you know, you know, that's how they do it. They measure the pelvis and, and that's usually what they, how they can tell men or women. Well, in the bone densities, the bone densities greater, the shoulders are broader. Um, so many carry the damn world out. Aren't you tired of carrying the damn world? I mean, your atlas is sore because you just happened to carry. It. I mean, well, we we the we're, we're getting the world into the, we carry. We were getting into this. <laughs> we were getting into this discussion before I left on the Dark Delight show. Is that in the early 1900s during the women's uh, uh, suffrage movement, women didn't want the right to vote. Women didn't suffrage? want responsibility. They didn't right. want to work. It's not that they were lazy. Is they understood that it was their job to raise the children, to to prepare the home, to to go out there and be that support figure for the children in the household, to educate them, to bring them the moral and ethical foundation that they needed. And they didn't want the excess responsibility of voting because yep. th- that was, I mean, it, that's a lot of burden on somebody. Especially since they weren't involved in politics. Someone had to have land to vote. What is really wrong with that? Doesn't that mean you have a dog in the fight of the real economy or the ownership of America to say that you have to own a piece of property? Well, then they said, well, that's not fair to those that don't. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, if you're not ever going to buy or be a part of America, then what? It's no different than the corporation. If you don't have stocks in the company, you don't get a vote. Isn't that correct? Well, that, that's exactly the way it should have been. And when the founders created this country, it was that you had to be a land-owning citizen, property-owning citizen, in order to vote within the elections. And why was that? Number one reason is a lot of people say that you, need, you should have an education or a diploma or a degree if you want to vote. You didn't need it back then because if you were a land-owning citizen, that land was critical to the infrastructure, the GDP, the economy of this country, of which the policies and the laws deriving from Congress directly affected you, of which you would be paying attention to politics, you would be knowing what's 
what's going on politically and you'd be working to get the people that you wanted to represent you into office. And this is the genius of the founding fathers. And when they got away with that, that's the same time that they started calling this a democracy. Josh, Josh, you're just trying to pick on me, man. You're not letting me be a part of democracy. But well, it's not a democracy. Government of yeah, a constitutional republic. We're not. I, I put a challenge out the there, too. There? I put this a challenge, and, and this goes to Donald Trump, too. I put a challenge out there to any politician. Show me where in the United States Constitution it mentions one time the word democracy. Democracy is communism light. That's all it is. People don't it realize is. that democracy is communism light. Oh, I, you know. I'll take a diet soda. Oh, you mean antifreeze and some and some uh, carbonated soda water? Okay. People don't know it. It's less. It, it it's not the same. It's just aspartame. It's not real poison. No, it's democracy. Yep. It's real poison. It's just a slower death. That's all it is. Democracy is a slower death than communism. Article four, section four, through. the United States Constitution. Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. Now, by the way, Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution is the reason why this country cannot, will not, and can never be any other form of government other than a republic. So if they say we're removing the Electoral College, guess what? Eh, nope. You have to change the Constitution because the United States shall guarantee every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion, the application of legislator and the executive when the legislator cannot be convened against domestic violence. Right there. A Republican form of government. You know, I don't know, Josh. That just seems too simple. I mean, I want to debate about whether or not I my pronouns matter and i think these are the things that really make a world a better place than these silly little answers you give me that explains exactly how easy it is to be an american i think my feelings are obviously far more superior and robust than any any form of anything you could think of and so my victimhood qualifies me in ways that you cannot be qualified and I can keep doing this all night long. So, Jim, Jim, I have time. something called the First Amendment, and that preserves my right to say, <laughs> fuck your feelings. But, but, sir, you don't understand. I my, my rights supersede your rights, and your freedoms don't matter in my world. And I, I, I take over your freedoms. Mm. You see with a fallacy. Well, <laughs> well, that is a liberal ideology. Is that... Right, where my... So, here's the my, thing is, oh, don't transgender me, Jim. You gotta call me by my pronouns, you cisgender male. Well, you just misgendered me by calling me cisgender. I don't define myself as cisgender. I'm a fucking male. Call me a male. Period. Done. I'll if you call me anything other than the male, you're misgendering me. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell cis means. I know. Cis- I don't even sissy? I, I I don't know. I know what it is. I means. don't know. There's you know, okay, now think about how much time you have to have on your, Josh, think about this literally. You got a couple kids, you got some dogs, you got a house, you got a show to do. You got time to come <laughs> up with some stupid shit to call yourself just because you got nothing. I mean, you're like, you know what? You know what? I'm a sis. And nobody on earth knows that but you. And you had to go out and somehow portray that to everybody else and then get them to buy into it. What kind of lunacy, how how much of a weirdo do you have to be 
that you started. Okay, I don't like English class, and I don't want to talk about pronouns because I wasn't. I never liked the whole verb, noun, pronoun, adjective, and conjunction, junction. Where's your function, right? I just, I just never enjoyed it, right? But then to think I'm 51 years old, and now I got to have to worry about what a damn pronoun is. No. So, Jim. No, I'm not going back. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I failed English. (laughs) 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade. I had to take it twice. First language. It's your first language. (laughs) And I didn't do too well in Spanish. I had to switch to French. And by the way, my mom is from Bordeaux, France. Right. And speaks French. And I failed French. And uh, Miss Shanahan, God bless her heart. Pass me for some reason Pass me in two years of French and I don't speak a lick of it, but you know what? I'm actually, this is kind of interesting. So my son, he, he's a, he's 11, but he's a gamer. He's a gamer. So he gets online and he plays with kids all over the world. And I trust me, I make sure they're kids. Okay. Um, right. But he's like, I want to learn some languages because I want to talk to these kids. Like, oh, cool. What do you want to learn? And so he, he picked out Russian and Japanese, 11 years age. He, he started Russian languages, Russian, uh, speaking Russian. No, I'm not a Russian spy, people. But he started, he's, he's doing his Russian language <laughs> classes. And he's learning to play the drums, and, and I, got him a, I, got, I have a djembe drum. You know what a djembe drum yeah, is? You, you need to go to Ancestry and get one of those spit tubes and find out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You want to find out, you know, 300 bucks. Well, Ancestry.com was just bought out by Blackstone Investment Group, which is a Chinese CCP subsidiary-owned group. FYI. That's great. That's awesome. Thanks. Josh. Old bait and switch there. We got all your genetic information. Well, you know, I mean... They were going to eventually. I was in the service. You were in the service. They got so many vials of shit on me. I don't know. You know, I mean, biometrics. There's probably about 15 or 20 of me out there. I mean, at this point, they have to have been cloning something. Yeah, I don't know. I could see you right now in the airport. Man, look at that handsome guy over there. Look at that. Look, he's got golden locks of hair. (laughs) <laughs> Man, who does that remind me of? I don't. What's going on? Oh God! Oh. Fifty-one yeah, big like a... businesses have targeted conservatives. Hear what you can do to stop them. This is from Fox News, which is interesting. You know, Murdoch uh, obviously had called, um, called up some people after the election and told politicians not to, not to egg Donald Trump on about the stolen election and all this stuff. We know Fox News directly after the election was basically in on it. They were helping cover it up. Um, oh, man, but Planned Parenthood banks, banks, perhaps the most influential group of woke companies in the report are banks. Numerous large banks are using their financial might to effectively force business customers into adopting climate change policies, even when it will require those customers to radically change their business practices. Many of the banks also weaponize their operations to promote social and ideological views favored by the left. Bank of American vendors, uh, Bank of America vets its vendors based on their commitment to LGBTQ views, and it has created lending with some gun manufacturers. It has also provided funding to Planned Parenthood. Transportation, obviously the airlines, train companies, retail giants, absolutely. And, and, and this is ESG and work. Food and beverage companies, uh, Ben and Jerry's, Cargill, 
Coca-Cola, HelloFish, Kellogg's, McDonald's, PepsiCo. Stop buying these frigging products. You know, guys, I I went and got a business degree after I was like 30 years old, and it really has never served me any purpose whatsoever. But at least in there, they at least told us that, you know, you want to try to obtain as many paying customers as possible and not to limit some by either, you know, you know, the fact that they only buy the cheap inexpensive products or they only buy the middle of the road products to not exclude any of your members or any of your customers because they can build to other customers that will pay for the higher cost or higher profit projects or products. Why do we have banks literally trying to shut down commerce or actually contribute to the killing of babies, which declines the population, which means it declines your customer base? How stupid is this? Like, this doesn't even make sense that I even have to have. I have to over explain that. Well, let me help you. Let me help you understand this here. Okay. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street own 97% of all publicly traded businesses. Six corporations that fall under those three own all media and entertainment. Those same three own all those companies, the big financial institutions, the retail giants that we just talked about. Okay? We, we tend to look at things as, why would, why would Sears go out of business? Because Sears' time was done. There was no need for them. We're consolidating and concentrating our retail efforts. We don't want Sears anymore. Goodbye. Get out of here. Okay? Dumped, well, dumped a bunch of debt on them. Yeah. You know, Same thing bank, with Kmart. Bank We're taking yeah. away your choices and selections. Builder Square. Yeah. Do you remember Builder your... Square? Same idea. Yep. Taking away your choices and selections. So when we start looking at what's happening, Jim, is I, I think I explained this pretty well when I was talking about the green energy revolution. Jim, go look at the green energy infrastructure that's being built globally. Okay? Now, yeah. is that enough energy to substantiate 8 billion people? No. No. But it's enough to substantiate about 500 million, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Oh. He, he got it. But that's where is this all headed? It's enough to substantiate one billion people. They're not building the green energy infrastructure for eight billion. Oh, we froze up one second. It's because hold on, oh. we froze up. Up oh, there we are. They're not building it for eight billion. They're billion. They're not. Yeah, they're building it for one billion. Because they right. expect a whole bunch of us to be leaving this planet soon. In ethereal form. Bye. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the to the the ascension, but at the same time, <laughs> uh, we've got to. Uh, you know what? You know, excuse f those guys. You know, I I want to screw up their party on even if, if I'm leaving, I want to piss in the in the punch before I leave. You know, yeah. and I may not be there to watch them do it, but it's gonna it's gonna suck for them, right? Well, how about this one? This I'm is not- from Steve Kirsch. of COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. New government study finds UK government is never going to figure it out that the vax is making things worse. So 
I've been saying this for a while. This is something that nobody else is talking about. I haven't heard anybody say this, okay? Okay. If we go back two years ago when the Vax was coming out, okay? We had Zelenko. We had McCullough. We had Gert Vandenbosch. All these guys saying 18 to 24 months, you're going to have a lot of problems. You're going to have people showing up. That, But that was an estimate. That wasn't. I said two to three years, we're going to have a mass casualty yep. event. Right now, we're right. in that two to three year period. Okay. Right. Yep. With that being said, is we're seeing this. We're seeing heart attacks all over the place, strokes all over the place. Uh, you have Uncle Fetterman now in the hospital. Apparently, he's brain dead. I don't know if people have heard this one. But the rumors oh, yeah. are coming out of Washington, D.C. that he is brain dead. That the reason his wife and kids went in, on a vacation and so forth is because there was nothing to visit at the hospital. And they were kind of mourning that he's probably never going to recover because he had another stroke. This is what we're hearing. Wasn't, hey, wasn't she a little too hot for him? I mean, she could say he's got a medical goyer and she's still sympathetic Jim, for him. But she's, she's his handler. Hot, she? you, you're saying, though, right? So you're, you're seeing what I'm seeing. Like, she's his <laughs> handler. Just like Jill <laughs> Biden is Joe Biden's handler. Okay. Well, funny, so, but you know, I mean, it's like, I, I know. Like, come on, man. Could you have brought her in? Come on, like, man. Could you so, up a little bit better? So, yeah. we have this two to three year period that we're entering into right now. We're seeing the deaths pick up. I just read an article, okay? Now, although the, the data from this article was derived from 2004 to 2010, I think that they're full of shit, is that erythritol, erythritol. You know the, the artificial sweetener, erythritol? I haven't heard of that one. So it's, it's an alcohol derived. Yeah. That sounds really great, by the way. No, it's, it's actually naturally derived. It's naturally oh, it? derived. Okay. Yeah, it's naturally derived. Oh, so this is a good one? It's like ste- yeah, it's like stevia. It's like stevia. <laughs> okay. um, stevia yeah. But now erythritol is directly connected with, guess what? Heart attacks, strokes, and blood clotting. Now, I find it interesting because the data that they used in this study, okay? And yeah. let, me bring, let me bring this up here because there's a lot of things that don't make sense about this specific study. Here. We're going to go right here. If you guys don't, zero calorie sweetener linked to heart attack and stroke study finds. A sugar replacement called erythritol uh, used to add bulk and sweeten stevia, monk fruit, and keto reduced uh, products has been linked to blood clotting, stroke, and heart attack. Huh. Interesting. The, the same artificial sweetener used by most, most yoga moms who got vaccinated. Um, but so you go in here and they... Oh, it's a binder. Yeah. It's a binder. It binds to the, to, to the uh, nanoparticles or the spike protein, whichever, but I bet you it's a binder. Yeah. That's so, what's creating the big elongated tubes of crap in their veins. So the 1,157 blood samples in people at risk of heart disease collected between 2004 and 2011. Now, this is interesting. You want to know why? The, the keto revolution, the artificial sweetener revolution didn't hit the world until about 2016. So erythritol in mass pro- so it was used a lot in Japan, but in mass production at like a level that you'd be able to do an actual study on, didn't happen until 2018. So to say this based on 2004 to 2011 data, the question is: is out of that 2004 2011 data, this is obviously an epidemiological study. 
did they go back to those 1,157 people and find out how many of them had strokes, blood clots, or heart attacks? Probably not. But here's what they're doing, Jim. Is they're providing a methodology of cover for actual strokes, blood clots, and heart attacks. Why? Because we're seeing... Dude, they, they were telling us that that excess moisture and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere produces heart strokes, uh, heart attacks, strokes, and blood clots, okay? Listen, we are about to enter into something that is going to be heavy on the heart. The other part I'm about to tell you here, something I mentioned here before, this is even scarier. Jim, right now we are in the beginning of the adults being affected by this vaccine. The kids. The kids. Fuck. So they, yep. they waited a year to, to approve it for the 12 and unders. There you go. And so that's going to come in about another year and a half. About another year, you're going to start to see the kids. Now, what was, let me ask you this. October. But their parents won't be around because their parents took it first and then made the kids. The parents will go and then someone else has to deal with the kid's death. Oh, interesting. But also listen to this one. October 23rd, 2022. In Belgium, the World Economic Forum, John Hopkins University, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation did a global exercise on the next pandemic, which focused on an adenovirus, a gastrointestinal virus, that 85% kill rate in children. Oh, so they're going to say it's this new pandemic that came out that's killing the kids, not the vaccine. That's right, and we. Ju- I just saw this yesterday. There's an article I published. There's an article I just uh, an article that I saw that I posted on my social media about new stomach bugs that are going about and killing kids. And I said, "Here you go. It's starting." So they can't even tell us the truth. No, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're going to cover it up with all these other studies, quote unquote, academic studies. Oh, well, no, no. We had the study out there that showed that, uh, you know, erythritol is directly linked to stroke, blood clotting, and heart attacks. And, and so it makes sense that all these yoga moms just started dying in the middle of yoga class because they were all in the keto diet. That, that's why. Okay. So even though, okay, so here's the thing. If we can get this out and we can push this hard enough, if people really push the share button, and they bother to open their pie hole for talking and not putting pie in their mouth and literally get this out there. We can change trajectory of a lot of things. The problem is, is if we wait till it happens, then we're too late. We're too late. We have to get this narrative out early. We really do. I mean, this is important. I, I've been screaming this since the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm probably the only one that's been talking about this. And so, actually, I wanted to go on here, and now I'm not seeing it. Um, well, see, I didn't tie it into, like, those things where you've got the direct connections to the stuff. But what I did was I just looked at the idea. I was – I put together the math on how these vaccines run and what they were saying they really, you know, really work. I was reading between the lines back when they first brought it out, and I said in two to three years, which you, you're accurate, we are between the, the – we're at the – beginning of the second year mm-hmm. and between that and the third year and that's when we're going to see these i called i said it was going to be a mass casualty event and this is where we get the dead bodies but what i mean is this like the the whole catacombs in france effect where we're going to have 
are we really going to be doing open pit bearing because those that are still left can't keep up? So I'm looking for something right now that I posted on up. Oh, there it is right here. Dr. Peter McCullough. And this is what people need to go out there and start researching. The most common question I receive now from vaccine regretters. How do I get this stuff out of my body? Here is a promising report. Full clinical development needed. No therapeutic claims are made. Dissolution of spike protein by natokinase. So this nanokinase, natokinase, apparently dissolves completely the spike protein in the body. And people like Dr. Peter McCullough, their wellness institute, which just won the lawsuit, um, are coming out there and trying to develop therapeutics for the people who got vaccinated. This is big. So it's, listen, this is going to be a very heartfelt next few years. I think people understand that. Yeah, And this is one of the other reasons why most likely things like East Palestine occur is because they want to create ecological disasters for when people get sick and start dying off, they can blame it on something else as well as you have an exasperated immune system that is immediately suppressed and now you have environmental toxins that are affecting it. It's going to be even worse. Now, does anybody remember the Pilatus PC-12 plane that crashed Last week on its way to Ohio that was going to investigate the uh, the pro- uh, the oil processing fire plant in Columbus as well as go to East Palestine. Right. Yeah. I mean- yep. This medical aircraft likely broke apart midair in Nevada before crashing, killing five, according to the NTSB. Broke apart. <laughs> Yep. I'm going to let you know that's not how planes crash. They don't just break apart midair. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying, bro. I, I mean, I come agree. on, man. So they say come here on. that the single-engine Pilatus PC-12 aircraft is believed to have broken up before crashing into the ground in the mountainous area of Stagecoach, Nevada, after investigators found debris from the plane nearly a mile away from the crash site. Um, how do we know if the airplane broke up in flight? We found parts of the airplane one-half and three-quarters of a mile away. So broken up. I mean, come on, man. I've been alive for a minute. I mean, I've seen an airplane in a, in a magazine one time and uh, they don't just, break they don't just break apart. They don't just break apart. I mean, I mean, Hey, shit happens. Gotcha. You got a engine on fire mm-hmm. door flies the hell off. Broken you know, up. But- That's right. Roxy Blow- broken up <laughs> means blowing up. <laughs> there you go. Say, you don't just break apart wildly and make a mile and a half debris field. Yep. Unless, unless something, uh, and that's usually where the inside then suddenly wants to be outside. And so it tears the plane apart that way. There's usually a kapoof this way, right? Yep. So was it a, was it actually a, bomb or was it an airstrike or well, they're, they're not saying team? anything about explosions or bombs and ntsb is really good at that originally when it, when it first comes out um but you mean a government agent is really good about uh, covering true, another government agency I, I look at it as kind of like the same thing as you know loose lip lip sink sip ships and that uh it's very hard to to have those people go in there and have any bullshit actually come out unless they're compartmentalizing the information but looking at, at wreckage Looking at wreckage, 
you can immediately see if there was an explosion within these aircraft. Now, I was looking at some of the wreckage, and there's no indication whatsoever of any type of explosion, which is kind of concerning because it had fuel tanks on board. And we know what happened when two uh, parent 767s flew into the World Trade Centers and blew up on impact, that there should have been some explosion when, you know, that, that jet fuel crashed into the ground. There should have been some poof of smoke, melted metal, but you don't see any of that. So are they dead? Oh, they're all dead. Well, no. Are they dead? Mm. Now, you may have found the bodies, sir, but are they dead? Well, I don't or... know. But you know you know what this could have been, Jim? Is sabotage. Someone goes in there, let's say with... Someone goes in there and... With a 9 millimeter? No, saws, millimeter. saws down the, 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 the infrastructure the yeah, of the plane... The plane gets up, hits a little bit of turbulence, boom, boom, done, crashes down to the ground. Oof. So, uh, hey, did we need those wings? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you could do that. You could do you could do stressors where you go in and cut certain struts within the wing, and that's where you can go in because there's fuel bladders up in there. Mm-hmm. There's access panels. You could go in and modify those things with, with a sawzall or you know, uh, a, a simple type of, you know, rotary tool or whatever, go in there. Bzz, bzz, bzz. It's all aluminum. So it doesn't take long. It's not like you're going through titanium. You don't have to get on it and cut it. It's air, it's aircraft uh, aluminum, which is tougher than regular aluminum, but it still cuts through pretty fast. Right. So I got, we got to switch gear. We got a lot of stuff to get through. And by the way, guys, thank you so much for all the donations coming in. I'm watching uh pilled and everywhere else pilled. You guys are absolutely rocking it today. Thank you so much. For all those donations, I just released a scratching for you guys there. Uh, Rumble, thank you so much, guys, there. And DLive, fantastic. You guys are absolutely awesome. And Facebook, don't forget about Facebook. We got the stars on Facebook now that we can do. I got something. Be- is that you beeping or is that me beeping? Hey, you. Uh-oh, I got something beeping in the background. Is this where the bomb goes off and I have to witness your... I don't- hey, let me know. Um... If they're going to explode you, don't do it on live camera. It's not cool. I'm trying to think what it would be. Huh. I'll have to check it out in a second. All right. So. Again, don't get blown up on live. You know, <laughs> it really kind of ruins the whole the whole thing. Well, we'll just continue on, on this one. FDA reveals rare possible fatal neurological disorder is potential risk with the new Pfizer vaccine. Oh, well, that, that's that's good. Uh, Guillain-Barre yeah. syndrome, obviously. Uh, let's go through this. Uh, we had this winter storm that ripped through California. Electricity is out because we have a crumbling electric grid. Uh, can't handle a few inches of snow without the electric grid going out in Texas and California. You know you probably got problems. Wow. Well, hey, I'll tell you right now that I've done some major tie-ins uh, into the grid. Mm-hmm. And if you guys really – you guys need to understand – we have not moved forward, and I know that there will be electrician out there. Ah, man, I work the I work the power lines. I know. I'm gonna tell you right now, we have not improved the technology of our transformers and our conductivity or our product probably since the 1950s. We still do the same old shit that we used to. Now there's some switch gear here and there that they've upgraded, but we're you talk about those transformers on the pole. 
that's old technology. There, there's mm -hmm. nothing there. They're not using capacitors. They're not doing things that really real technology has the advantage to. So yeah, we're we're horribly, we're Barney Rubble. I mean, we're so close to Barney Rubble, it's not even funny. Yeah, one little, and we're out. Well, this is a lot what we talk about on our Sunday prepper sessions. This is a lot what we talked about last week. And and this is the silent war that we've been talking about for the longest time, guys. It's happening right now. I want to show you, though, that some things that are coming out right now are not to be celebrated because they're not what you think. Look at this article, Jim. U.S. considers release of intelligence on China's potential arms transfer to Russia. So Western nations have intelligence that Beijing might end its self-imposed restraint on weapon supplies to Moscow. And so the Biden administration is considering releasing intelligence it believes shows that China is weighing whether to supply weapons in support of Russia's war in Ukraine. So the United States intelligence community came out last week and threatened China if they support Russia, they will release intelligence. What also happened, the Department of Energy came out and did what? The lab leak most likely origin of COVID-19 pandemic, Energy Department now says. Now, for people wondering why this is the Department of Energy, no, it's not Q17 clearance or anything like that. The Department of Energy has a biological and chemical weapons uh, division that looks into these things specifically. So just putting that out there. Uh, but they're saying that this is the lab leak theory is mo the most prominent one we knew about. We knew about this in 2020 when this all happened. But we've been hammered by the news media on this. Now, my thoughts are that the if China moves to fund Russia, okay, with weapons and, and armament, the United right. States – so there's a classified report that uh, Karine Jean-Pierre just came out today and said we will not be releasing this classified report for the lab leak from the DOE. And I said, do you want to know why? Because what it says is that China stole the gain-of-function research from the Wuhan lab and released it. That's what they do, though. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna and then they're gonna say that's that this what China is a, does with everything. It's, but it's then that's a predicate thing. to war, and then that's also every country in this world begins putting sanctions on China. But that's what China has done with technology. I mean, every, they, they steal everything. And you know what, guys? Hold on a second here. China builds shit. And I don't, I, you know, I'm sorry, China, if I'm making you mad on my, you know, iTablet here or my, my iPad. Um, but I'm telling you, they just build junk. And why are we afraid of them? Do you think somehow they decide to start, build, you know, doing a really great job building their technology when, Every single thing else that they put out of there, it's junk. Mm. I mean, they don't build great quality stuff. And I, you know, I, I put our products up against anybody's in most any arena whatsoever. And yet people don't want to because we've always been told, think about it, we've been told America's crap and foreign, oh, BMW is better, Volkswagen's better, Germany's better, blah, 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 blah. They've been programming us to believe that our own stuff is good. But yet, what lasts longer? An old Craftsman wrench. How many of those things you still have laying around, right? Because it was made out of a real American. But you get one of them China wrenches, you get to – all of a sudden you feel like you're He-Man because you're just bending the wrench in half because somehow magically you're so strong. No, because it's junk. It's China. But yet, we, you know, what do you want to buy? You want to buy quality? You buy what? Snap-on, Mac. You know, you'll even go down and do the – you know, you'll get – you know, even get Craftsman because that's the low end, but it's still American and you know – you can bend on it all you want, and it's mm -hmm. not going to do what the China crap does. 
Why we a lot of times I I do give power to China and their 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 art of war. They're very amazing about making films greater than what they really are. That's the art of war, and then they've done a great job from the ghost cities to all the other BS is going on. But in reality, guys, yeah, the big part is is that so many people will be petrified by fear. They won't do anything whether or not China is real or not. Mm. They'll they'll kowtow. Bend at the waist so hard as to bruise your forehead on the ground. They will kowtow to these people only because they've been told China's amazing. It's not. We got we got to do better. I, I just saw Our that. Uh, I just saw that video about that specifically in the sense of the geoeconomic situation. Uh, why the United States is still needed in the world, and that China cannot survive without the United States, and the world cannot survive with just merely China, is because China lacks the tools. The machinery, the 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 necessary talent and skills, the food, the food. It, to to produce any of the top level supp- um, supply chain items within the mm-hmm. world. Those all come from the United States specifically, and that if the United States collapsed, then the the rest of the world nations would be soon behind them. And this was shown in China specifically in December, in uh, November, when uh, Joe Biden, I almost said Donald Trump, Joe Biden came out and issued that executive order for the microchips, basically stating that all the equipment had to come back, all the people had to come back, and that uh, China's on their own. Right. No, that's, and that's good, though. I mean, so you're proving the point, right, that they need us. They need us to eat. They need us for well, that, the, that's why the they're getting engaged. And it's gonna be a red dawn situation. Bring it, bring it. You know what? I had a conversation with a couple of people this weekend, and I asked them, "Would you be able to pull the trigger? Would you be able to be the person who, you know, if we all say, yeah, I'll hang Hillary Clinton, man. Hillary Clinton, yeah, I, I'll hang her in a second. Like everybody gets all like street, right? They're all hood. I'm, oh yeah, I'd hang her." But the problem is, is what would you do if it was your neighbor that you saw that was going to come into your house to take your stuff? Yeah, but have we all been faced with that moment in our lives where we're willing to take another life? And there's a lot of us that we all think we're pretty cool. Don't mean to be a sociopath, but. I No, I, I'm all down with the sickness, but I'm just saying that I think about a lot of people I know. And I'm like, man, do you have it? Do you really, when it comes down to. Because look at the one of the one of the known facts in the Civil War is because we were fighting our own countrymen, and there was muskets full of musket balls, because men stood there and reloaded their rifles and acted as if they were reload they had to reload because they fired off and they didn't want to shoot their fellow man, and so there's entire you know there's their entire collection of all these muskets that are jammed full of musket balls because they would rather stand there. And just get shot themselves than to ever shoot at their own, uh, you know. So the silhouette that was brought in after World War One was a big, big deal because our success rate of firing on the field actually it, it like ten times itself because we shot at silhouettes as opposed to targets, which then we depersonalized the, the the field, right? So we understand that there's a loss to that, but we got to be mindful when we go forward that we got to think about, you know, there is a point where we do have to figure out what we're going to do here. And if the sheriff is man enough, the problem is, is that I just worry about us. If we were in a red dawn situation, do we know who the enemy is? Well, if they're parachuting out of the sky and it's got a big CCP symbol on it, I don't think they advertise like that. 
I think it's uh, brought to you by the CCTV. If you see a parachute land in the middle of the road and you got an armed Chinese soldier standing there with a, a fully automatic rifle and you're driving, don't stop. Right. That, Speed up. That's the deer. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I get it. But you, you see what I'm saying, though, man. I mean, I, that's a discernment I can do. I can, I can get there real easy on that one. And I can get, you know, someone's bust. I'm going to go watch Red Dawn now because of that. <laughs> the original, the second one sucks. That that remake sucks. Yep. Um, but, you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, what do you have the guts to do that um, in that moment? And then what does it look like? So I think everybody does. But when it actually comes to the situation, you realize how mentally unprepared you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done a lot of healing in my life. I don't know if I want to go pound something. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope to God that we don't end up in a civil war. I think if we do end up in a civil war, that it's going to be state versus state and it's going to be geopolitically and constitutionally initially. <laughs> And I've already, I've already kind of like laid this out that what I see actually happening, Jim, is uh, the new California that's forming with the, the 28 counties. They're petitioning for statehood in Congress right now in Washington, D.C. They're going to get denied. Right. Congress is not going to do this. They're going to get denied. They're going to go back and say, what do we do now? And Texas, I think, is going to come around. And right. Texas is going to say, just join us. Join Texas. Right. And Texas will sponsor them for statehood. Um, and I think that that is going to cause a massive stir um, economically and politically in the country. Yeah. I think that civil war is going to break out in Arizona. And then also you have to look at Oregon and Idaho. What's going on there with the counties trying to leave? I think that's the whole area that it's going to start in. Think about Arizona would almost be, I know we want to say civil war. I could see the northern territories along the uh, Muggy on Rim and all that up in that area. But when you think about the Valley and Tucson, that would be more of the cartels taking over. That would be an invasion. And not really an invasion like they came over the border invaded. They're just going to pop up in their sleeper cells. Well, I think what's going to happen in Arizona is I think that we're going to see this progress. More information and evidence is going to come out. And the government and the law enforcement are going to do nothing. And that's when the people, and I'm talking I'm talking people you don't want to mess with, okay? Right. Arizona, people you don't want to mess with, one of the militia capitals of the country, are going to yeah. stand up <laughs> and they're going to say, it's time. Like, go. Red team, go. Shoot the moon. And they're going to I, go in there. And I think... Yeah, they don't have a remember they won't have an officer commanding them these will be guys who will be able to use whatever means necessary they feel that they want to or felt like they should have years ago yep. and they're going to take it out on this moment and i think that so, that's going to be the catalyst um nationally and, and i do think that there will be cartel inver invasion infiltration during those times i think the same thing will happen in, in texas as well and i think that that'll be the beginning of the the southern war as we'll call it um, right. And that you'll see parts of uh, of Colorado secede into Oklahoma and Texas. So right. All that southern tip of Colorado will be gone. They're going to say goodbye. Yeah. Ari they'll move over to Arizona. I think Arizona will go definitely red. Um, right. And uh, the the western side of Colorado, I think, will go to Utah. 
And okay. you, right. you don't want to be in Colorado. That one of the reasons I'm glad I'm not there. I'm in Minnesota, which is incredibly radicalized, but it's in, interesting because everybody is at least moderate or conservative. Nobody likes Joe Biden. And I'm wondering like how the hell this guy wins. And then I go look at the, the state house of representatives and it's radical. It's radical leftist well, I mean, ideologies that- and Muslims. Go check your go check your uh, your real estate records. Then, right? I mean, yeah. I, I watched it in my my state. I mean, Clark Investments. I'll put it out there. Clark Investments was the pinwheel in Wichita that does all the investing in and out of itself. And this is a real thing. I mean, the and I, you know, I, I I'm so tired of holding it back anymore. What I've known on this stupid case of mine. But you know what, Josh? Just like you said, well, if the DOJ or the DA is tainted. Or the prosecutor's tainted, or the sheriff's tainted, the police department's tainted. How can you get justice in the Arizona case, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here. My case has been turned in for three years, and I should have been had all my stuff overturned. I should have been able to do all that stuff. But my problem is, is that in reality, this is the world we live in, where the DOJ won't do oh, the right thing. This is the world we live in. Oh, all right. We are running out of time here. All right, guys, listen, I appreciate all of the uh, donations that came in. Jim, uh, you are welcome back anytime this week. I'm by myself all week, so um, appreciate your your time here. And uh, I think me and Jim, we flow well. We flow well together, so appreciate that. Um, Updates for this week. Um, No morning coffee all week. Vince is still uh, taking his uh, sabbatical. Joking, um, and then uh, the board t- voted him out. Yeah, the board board voted him out. <laughs> then tomorrow night we had the after dark Q and A. Yesterday we had um, our red pill preppers. It was on homesteading and gardening. Excellent video. So please go over to socialredpill.com, go to the groups, join uh, prepper prepping and survival, and you can find the video there of that. Uh, don't forget to go on to redpills.tv over there. Click that sponsors link at the top and it'll take you down to our sponsors, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. Use that promo code RPP on mypillow.com as well as Honey Colony. Go on over there, redpills.tv slash honey or my Patriot Supply. Get prepared when it matters. 25 year shelf life of your food, uh, redpills.tv slash Patriot. Uh, much love, respect, guys. God bless you guys. Hope you guys have a great day and we will be back with you tomorrow night for another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me eye patch McCain. <laughs> I think it's, I I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.